0: Hopefully you're all vaguely aware that if you look at the numbers of Catholics, it's not looking good right now. Certainly throughout most of the West, in the United States, and in particular in New England, we are in a sacramental number freefall. Marriages, first communions, baptisms are going down quickly. Our very existence here is not guaranteed. The Holy Spirit promises to be with the church until the end of time, but he doesn't promise our particular parishes and dioceses will thrive. And so what do we do about this? We hear of this great beginning of evangelization in the gospel today. And at that time, if you'll recall, the total number of Catholics in the world was zero. And within a few years, it was hundreds of thousands. So what did they do? What, what's going on here? What are we doing wrong? Let me just play a little numbers game with you. I'm not a statistician nor an economist, but work with me here. We all know A commonly invoked statistic is that to replace the population, the birth rate needs to be about 2.1 children. So why don't we translate that to spiritual terms? So every two people, in order to sustain our current numbers in the church, which that would be a huge gain if we stopped the free fall, and actually maintain the current numbers, that would be amazing. That means roughly every two people needs to make two disciples of Christ. Now, bear with me if my numbers aren't accurate here, my elementary math, uh, but let's break that down further. Every one person, so not just couples here, so every one Christian needs to make one disciple of Christ in his or her her own whole lifetime. Okay, can you wrap your head around that number? In order to stop the decline of Christians in the West, each and every one of you in your average 70 or so year lifespan needs to make one disciple of Christ. Does that not sound pathetically easy? How about let's talk about growing the church? If we want to double the size of the church, you need to make two disciples of Christ in your whole lifetime. So, what is so hard about that? Now, remember, the evil one is not satisfied with just bleeding numbers and kind of gradual closures of institutions in the church he actually uh, wants to pose a more direct, confrontational, physical threat to us. And we see that happening right now. Did you know? I know if you don't follow Catholic news, you probably would not know, unfortunately. In just the past two months, since the leaked Daub decision, 41 Catholic churches have been violently attacked in the United States. Some have been almost destroyed. 43 crisis pregnancy care centers have been violently attacked, most run by Christians and Catholics. 170 Catholic churches have been the object of violent, uh, destructive acts since 2020. So we're the object of the most hate crimes in the United States, but you won't hear that on the news. So the evil one is, he wants to push back, and he's gonna keep pushing, so what's the response? Do we curl up in a ball in the corner and say surrender? And do we say we won't proclaim any controversial teachings anymore? No, that's not gonna work. The evil one's not gonna be satisfied with that. We have to push back. We have to push back, and it's very simple. By calling upon the power of the name of Jesus Christ as the original disciples did. Jesus sent them out two by two in this original group of 70 disciples. Now this group of 70 were sent specifically to the Gentile regions and Samaria. The 12 apostles were first commissioned to the Jews. But these 70 were sent to people who were even further removed from God. So they were starting from scratch, and all they did was call upon the name of Jesus to effect miraculous healings and new faith in people. And they did it. And it's that same Holy Spirit that, is, that was operative in them that is available to us now. It would be a huge mistake to say that the Spirit works differently or in a more subdued way than he did 2,000 years ago. No, we just don't call upon the Holy Spirit with the same amount of trust that the original disciples and apostles did. So what's holding you back? Your great vocation here, if we want to proclaim the gospel to the ends of the earth, is to evangelize two people in your entire life. That can't possibly be difficult. None of us lives in a bubble here. Most of your relationships are with people who are not Catholic, so you should all have plenty of people in your life who you're close enough with, who trust you, that at some point in your average 75-year lifespan, you should be able to have a conversation about faith and why it's important to you and why this person is going to be, could be transformed by it as well. Pretty easy, right? But really, what's holding us back? Well, it's the perennial problem of fear. And that was what our Lord came to address when he spoke to Saint Faustina with the divine mercy revelations a century ago. Because he was seeing throughout the world that fear is holding us back unlike any other thing. We are paralyzed by fear. First and foremost, Fear prevents us from approaching God as Father and allowing ourselves to be transformed by Him personally and seeking union with Him. But furthermore, fear paralyzes us in our sense of mission to the world, in our sense of power that we have in the name of Jesus. Well, in the sacrament of confirmation, each and every one of us is given the grace specifically to proclaim the faith boldly and quasi-officially to the world. And so it's not just the mission of the few. It's certainly not just the mission of priests and religious, because I can only talk to people when people get in the church. But how do we get people out there in here? That's your job, not mine. And so you're given the grace to do that through the sacrament of confirmation. And so the task is very simple, to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit and to call upon the name of Jesus. When these first disciples did that, they returned proclaiming to Jesus, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. That's all they did. And Jesus responds confirming that power. I have given you the power to dread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. So what are you afraid of? Why are we not increasing in numbers? Why cannot we be spiritual multipliers? So if you haven't done it yet, there's no shortage, there's, there's no shortage of time. You can go back home right now get on your knees and call upon the name of Jesus, first and foremost to transform your own heart and then to empower you to fulfill your divine vocation. And when you do that, you will see for sure the Lord working things in your life and through you that you would never think possible. The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. Ask the Master of the Harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.